1: And grab him a coat, we about to sit for an hour, bullshit, and tell jokes, and please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up, uh-huh. Brandon, and T-Comedy on your social media feeds, and Brandon Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon it is your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon Tassif is your ex-drinking
0: buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Brandon Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I am your host, Brandon Tassif. If you're new to the program, give you a quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it is still one of my favorite things to do hang out with somebody and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception! All the way from New Jersey, Chris Powell!
1: <laughs> I do not have this kind of energy. What's up, dude?
0: What's up? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. I always want to put an R in your name because of uh, Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. I just do. Every does everyone do that everyone like all the time? Does it, yeah. yeah,
1: everyone does that, and they spell my name wrong, but it's only by missing like one T. Yeah, because it's I'm double T's sure in there. I'm not sure if I should correct it or not. People I do that with a double like at a at d- the double F's at the end of my diva. name.
0: Well, no, you correct. Oh them. yeah, because I'll see flyers and it'll say Brendan Tasset, but one F, and I'm like, that's not right. Well, I thought your name was
1: Tasset. Oh, did you? For like months.
0: We've known each other for a few years now. Yeah.
1: I thought your name was Brendan at first. Yeah. And then you corrected me on stage. Yes. And I was like, no, I called you Brendan. You were like, it's Brennan. And then I still thought it was tacit at that point
0: it's funny because i've been now in new york for two years and i do especially when i first moved here i was doing a ton of mics i've kind of toned back because sometimes they can be detrimental yeah like if you have a show coming up and you're like oh i'll do all my a material just to run through it and then everyone just stares at you and you go i need to rethink every like none of this works and And then you're you're
1: nervous on the show like nobody likes this joke yeah Yeah,
0: everyone hates me yeah yeah so i i've (laughs) kind of toned down my going to mics but like, for the longest time, Drew, friend of the show, was calling me Brandon. Uh, and then he, he could not pronounce my last name mm-hmm. for the life of him forever. And I was like, you've booked me on stuff. Like, we're friends. Yeah. Like, what is happening? And then I always find it funny when people will reference me. Mm-hmm. Julia's been really good about this at the New Joke Wednesday, Mike. Because yeah. she knows. She'll be like, oh, Brennan's here. I can't do my bit about bullfrogs. Yeah, yeah. But she's the only one who ever nails it. And then sometimes... People who have been on the show, people I consider to be like friends, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like a panic thing or something, but if they try to reference me in a joke or they'll say something horrific and then they go... Brandon knows what I'm talking about. Like I don't know if it's like a a knee-jerk reaction or what. but It
1: might be. I think it's just not – I don't think Brennan's a very common name. It's not
0: at all. It's a common last name in Ireland. It's It's a common common Irish last name. name. There's
1: Neil Brennan. Kevin Brennan. And then there was a Brennan's Deli where I grew up. But that's about it. Yeah, in Jersey. Yeah.
0: We got to talk about it. So it's your first time on the show. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Um, Like we told the listeners, we've known each other for a few years. You uh, oh, before we get too far into anything, plug everything up front. You have the the All mic right. that you now run. You do shows. Yeah, let everybody I got. Know.
1: I got the mic on Thursday, Grizzly Pear Midtown, five p.m. Please come out. Um, I got a couple spots next week at the Grizzly Pear. Okay. Uh, downtown. Got it. McDougal got you know Monday midnight. Thursday at 8 Ooh, p.m. How's
0: that show, the midnight show?
1: It's great, honestly. Is it? That's uh, awesome. Yeah, Adam Gable and Gary Garcia produce it. Okay, cool. And uh, they're great. And the show's like always fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird for a Monday midnight. You wouldn't think. Yeah. you think that'd be like the worst spot to get that's to That's why I out. immediately was like, what's that like? You know what I think it is? I think the people that come out to a Monday midnight are just fun people.
0: Yeah, and they want to see – that's why they're coming to a comedy club at midnight. And,
1: and they're like – it's something they found. If you go out on a Friday at 8 p.m., it's like you're comparing it to everything else you could be doing right now. Yeah. And then you're like, well, this isn't as good as, like, Wicked or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But Wicked, nothing's going on Monday at midnight. This is no Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, I,
0: I, we, yeah, we are we never aware. said
1: it was, dude. Your ticket was $10. <laughs> Relax.
0: Okay? That is an interesting thing because uh, The Stand, which I frequent all the time, they have their Monday show, Frantic, which is a mm-hmm. free show at 10.30. But it is that weird mix of because it's a free show, yeah. but it's also at like a premier club. Uh-huh. You get this weird mix of people who – because something given has no value, Starship Troopers. So it's one of those things a where – great quote. Thank you. It's – but people come in, they'll like come in late, they're talk because it's a free show. So they're talking. They didn't mm-hmm. pay any money to see the comics. They might like one comic on the lineup or recognize one name out of like the twelve that are on there. Mm-hmm. And it's a long show because it's also the audition show. It's the show they throw people up, like if they owe them a favor for something, they'll throw them up on that show. Yeah, yeah. So like there's a ton of comics, and some are prolific, and some just did their hour, so they're like starting brand new, and some mm-hmm. aren't very good. So it's one of those funny things where it's just like, oh, this is a weird blend. But to your point, the the midnight and on Monday, it's like, oh, no, this is – like, we're all down to have a good time. Yeah. That's awesome. I cannot yeah. believe that that's like – I mean, I can believe it, but at the same time, that brings me so much joy to be like – I
1: know. I wouldn't have thought it going into comedy. Yeah. You would think like Friday night, Saturday night yeah. is where you want to be, but –
0: Sometimes those are the worst shows, though, because sometimes. you get people who have no business – like, they're going to the cellar or the stand or to Grizzly Pear or wherever – because they're like, oh, we're in New York. We have to see stand-up comedy.
1: I think it's more people that just like are like, I want to go out yeah. and this is the thing to do mm-hmm. rather than people that are like, I want to go see some stand-up. Yeah. And they laugh. Those, those are the stand-up fans that laugh at like the silly stuff. Well,
0: and it's funny too because I've had people bring like a bunch of their friends to shows. Yeah. But they're not comedy fans. Like they don't – under like I. it's weird to say they don't understand stand-up but it's like you have to know that like everything we're saying up here is hyperbolic or it's a joke. Like, yeah. We're kidding. Like yeah. never – and I'm sure you're the same way. Never do I go up on stage going, oh, I hope I can upset people in the audience. No.
1: No, I, we would, don't I, do that. I get upset thinking about that. Yeah. I it, Sometimes I offend people because I like pushing that line. Yeah, I mean, Because that's to. fun.
0: You have to push the boundary to find where the boundary is.
1: If I ever see somebody that I'm like, you're genuinely upset, that actually bothers me. Yeah. I'm never like, F that person, you know? I'm just <laughs> like... you. Yeah, I'm I've just I've seen like, comics
0: make people cry because they've said something and then someone in the audience has just reacted. Yeah. Like they've said a, a foul word or a derogatory term and someone in the audience will be like... <gasps> And then they'll just turn to them and, like, heat-seeking missile them. And I'm like, I'll be in the back of the room as a comic, like, I am so uncomfortable. Like, stop. Please stop doing this. Please stop. Mm -hmm. You said retarded and her brother has Down syndrome. So she reacted. (laughs) And now you're calling her, like, a dumb cunt in front of all these people. Like, I've seen exactly that happen. Oh, that's. And I was in the back of the room like, you have – please stop. Please stop yeah, to yeah, the yeah. comment. I'm like, please don't. That's And they much. just start weeping in the front row and you're like, oh, they'll never, ever come see comedy ever again.
1: You say retarded on stage ever? No. No. Me neither.
0: It's interesting because, you know, Ethan, friend of the show, Ethan Filler, he uh, calls me the F word all the time. That's like his okay. big thing. Yeah. He does it. I see him at Drew's mic a lot. And yeah. That's it.
1: another one I wouldn't say on stage. And I don't say that
0: on stage. And it's interesting because I brought out, I had this old joke book from like 10 years ago, 15 years, or yeah, 10 years ago. And- I'm the me now, like the sober me, the fun mm-hmm. me, the like. But when I first started comedy, I was oh, trying to be a king? shock jock. Oh, yeah. I was hammered. Like, oh, my God. The first like five years of comedy, I was drunk every day. Oh, that's great.
1: And Obviously not. But like, no, but it was hilarious. I'm sure that's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, so when people show up drunk to open mics and they make an ass of themselves, I'm like, that's not even close. <laughs> when to someone's drinking
1: do. at an open mic, I'm like, that's that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like 8 p.m.
0: Well, and I've had people on the show, like Michael Rowland, a uh, very funny comic uh, seller guy. I had him on and he was talking about how when he first started doing mics and stuff, when he first moved to New York and he was still drinking, yeah. they would do, they would just take like a bunch of airplane minis to open mics and just get oh rid of But now he doesn't drink anymore, obviously, yeah. because that's like, you
1: said it's a huge red flag. Oh, like, yeah. there might be something wrong, dude. <laughs> I saw someone recently drinking a Heineken Zero at an open mic and I was like, I think that's worse. <laughs> I think that's a worse red flag, actually. I, ch-
0: I've never tried Heineken Zero, but I smelled it's pretty great. it. Yeah, and I I, yeah. I, I, someone had it at work, and I was just like, because you know we smell wines and stuff. I work in a fancy place, yeah, and yeah. I was like, well, let me just. And I was like, this smells so much like beer. Yeah, it does. It's like it's very tr- tricky because my brain immediately yeah. was like. Oh, you can drink that because it's got no alcohol. But then True. my brain was also like, "You can fucking drink that." Yeah, yeah. Man. a little
1: too excited. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, and I so was you, never a beer. You guy. never
0: drink non-alcoholic beers?" No, I was never a beer guy to begin with. And I used to, when I first got sober, I used to get. A diet Coke in a rocks glass With a big cube uh-huh. So it looked like A oh, rocks glass is the for the audience It's the little little glasses you get drinks in
1: I thought you were explaining it to me no, I got offended No, yeah, I, yeah. I know We're going to get into yeah, yeah. it I know you know what a rocks <laughs> glass
0: is But I would drink Diet Coke out of that And I remember one of my first My first sponsor was like Hey, if you do that That means you're not over like the lifestyle Because it's the lifestyle getting." And I talked mm-hmm. about this with Trousseau But it's getting over that lifestyle That's harder than just not drinking Like not drinking is very difficult For sure But it's that whole like fuck you fuck authority you know live fast die young lifestyle that's hard to get over
1: yeah i think it's the habits too
0: yeah yeah i had to relearn how to i had to relearn how to do stand up yeah when i got sober but my sponsor was like you if you keep doing that you're gonna relapse Yeah. like that's but you're basically saying i want this feeling of Mm -hmm. being normal with my friends yeah and i feel the same way about that as i do with non-alcoholic beer now i mean if it works for people it works for people but my whole thing was like if I'm drinking NA beer, and it has to be a zero kind of a beer, because a lot of NAs have alcohol They're in not, them. Yeah,
1: I think Heineken Zero is like one of the few. It's one of the very few that yeah. has absolutely no alcohol yeah. in it.
0: But I'm like, if I'm doing like, why? Like, what's, what's the point? The point? Yeah. yeah. Like, I might as well just drink water. Or if I really want to get crazy, I'll drink like a soda.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I, a big water guy. I agree with you. I think it'd be can be good for me. Like, after work, I'll just have, like, one of those instead. Yeah. Because that never leads to three. Yeah. You know? But a regular <laughs> oh, beer... Oh, do I know? Yeah. Yes, you I You know. know what I mean? Do you know how yes. drinking problems huh? work? Huh? You
0: guys, you guys you know familiar? what I'm talking about?
1: You guys know? That was actually the first time I realized... Like I had like a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Like I don't really consider – I don't know. It's hard to know if I'm an alcoholic or not.
0: Well, people tell me that and I I giggle because sometimes in – like my bottom was I was in the hospital. I was dying. Yeah. I literally had a – and the listeners know this and I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before. But I literally had a doctor come in and go, you should have been dead three hours ago. Oh, wow. We have no idea how you're even awake. Yeah. With this blood alcohol content, normally people go into a coma or they die. That's a
1: pretty straightforward like – and I drinking.
0: Yeah. And the whole – and I talk about this in the one-man show, but the whole bit was I just turned to the doctor and I go, oh, I've been training for this my whole life. <laughs> and he did not laugh. And that was like – it was just spiraled <laughs> into this whole thing where it was like I knew I was destined to be a comic because when I was faced with death, I made a joke. Yeah. But – I say all that to say like, so when I go to meetings sometimes and people are like, yeah, I knew I had a problem. I had too many and I texted my like ex-wife or I texted my ex-girlfriend at two in the morning and that's when I was like, oh, I got a, I got a problem. And I was like,
1: yeah, that's not a, that's a Tuesday. That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, what are we talking about? going to say that doesn't sound that bad.
0: But I, I try not to judge. So whenever people go, I, I mean, I don't know. It's like, well, if you have a job and you're a functioning member of society, you're, you're probably pretty okay. Yeah. 'Cause like I was showing up to work drunk. Like I couldn't get out of bed without doing shots. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd shake so bad and I'd throw up.
1: That's that's a good sign. Like that's
0: enough. that's what yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. And Joe List, a friend of the show, has let me pick that name up that I just dropped. He uh <laughs> he always says, He goes, I'll have people randomly like DM me and be mm-hmm. like, Hey man, how do you know if you have an alcohol problem? And he goes, a good question. Well, he goes, if you're DMing a stranger that you've never met before, you have an alcohol yeah, problem. That's <laughs> like a that's, pretty good sign. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So for you. I don't really a- ever drink while the sun's up.
0: Okay. So yeah. is that your thing? Like I, that's is that like a rule? a rule. It's not a rule. It's just I
1: genuinely don't want to. Yeah. And then once the sun goes down, I feel like all goes out the window. Yeah. Not that I go that crazy anymore, but like it's much harder to make good decisions. It's
0: it's interesting you say that because with the sun thing, I there are times I like to work at night. Mm -hmm. That's why I work in restaurants. All the editing and stuff I do is normally at night. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather wake up at like 8 – like today was a rest day from the gym. So I woke up at like 8.39. But then I just laid around in my bed and like fiddled on social media and stuff until I had to get up to get ready to come here. Yeah. And I'd rather do that and then get home from work at like 10 or 11 and stay up till 2 in the morning. Yeah. Then – like get up at seven a.m. and like try to do all my work during the day. No, so, that
1: sounds miserable.
0: But and I don't know what that is. Like when the sun's up, I feel like I can't be as. To your point about oh, drinking, like I can't be, like, as, productive. I oh, can't be a, as productive. It's like, the it's like for flipped, me. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't. When the sun goes down, I'm like, all right, I'll open my windows. I'm like on the computer. I'm like ripping and rolling. But it's like if my alarm goes off at seven, I'm just like, I, fuck this. Like yeah. I'm not getting up. But
1: well, then that, I will not I mean, go to bed till yeah. like three a.m. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's because you're going to bed at 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good point. Good but point. honestly, yo, that's the funniest thing. I So I stopped drinking for I go like long periods without drinking. Yeah. Um, just as like a way to check myself. And it's good because every time I come back, I drink like a little bit less. But like.
0: OK, so you go the other way. So that's
1: the thing. Yeah. That's the thing we talk about. I this. don't like make up for lost yeah, time. That's
0: the thing we talk about, I, actually, I, yeah. in the super secret program I'm in. They actually mentioned that that a, a, another sign of being an alcoholic mm-hmm. is that when you come back to it, it's like you never left. Yeah. So that's a very good sign that every time you take a sabbatical it and then come back, back less, you yeah. go you go back less. Yeah. So that's definitely – because normally in my experience as an alcoholic, when I would take a break and come back, I'd be like fucking – now nah, I have to drink two handles. Oh, okay. Because I didn't drink all last time. Oh, moment. really? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: No, I, I like can't do that. And then – and then uh, the thing becomes, like, I will eventually go back into old habits, but it'll take, like, longer. Yeah. But um, what was I saying about? Oh, yeah. So the like, after work. Long periods of, uh, like, I'll go long periods of being sober. And the first thing I realized after going, like, a year was that I still hate waking up in the morning. I thought yeah. that would be fixed. I thought all my problems. I said to Julia one time, I was like oh, you know, it's annoying. I haven't drank in, or smoked weed in two weeks and I'm still, like, depressed. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> that's You're a human a being. thing, yeah. Yeah. Trust you're me, still going to go through that. I, I was didn't like, drink what the hell? I like, was I'm was doing 18, the right thing. Yeah,
0: I didn't drink until I was 18 and all these scars come from way before that. Like, yeah. the depression and anxiety is like... That's a thing. And it's interesting because sometimes I think in a lot of ways drinking saved my life. Mm -hmm. Because had I not discovered something to self-medicate with, because I came from a family where it's like, you don't go to the doctor. Like, Mm -hmm. what? And to my family's credit, like when my parents got divorced, like a therapist and stuff,
1: or like a, well, when
0: my parents got divorced, my my dad was very adamant. He was like, "You should go. We're going to set it up. You're going to go talk to." Us. And I was, but I was raised in an Eastern European house, so I was like, "No, fuck that! Like, I don't yeah. talk to anybody. Like, yeah. we don't talk about our feelings. Yeah, I kind of brush have it that under in the rug. Family.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And and he had like he and my mom, like everyone in my family had tried to be like, no, like I know we're like tough, but maybe we should actually. And I just buried all that. Mm-hmm. So then I found alcohol at 18 and all my anxiety and depression, all that, like, kind of washed away when I drank. So I think I was just – the reason I'm talking so much about this because I just started thinking about this the other day. I was like, oh, alcohol might have saved me. Interesting. Because I was a suicidal kid. Yeah. Like, I – you know, I did, tried to kill myself when I was younger and I was like – Oh, had I not found alcohol, I might have done something more
1: drastic. Yeah, because there are obviously better alternatives that you wouldn't have done them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. So so that's what I'm saying is like I found this thing that like made my anxiety go away. Uh And I think I needed that to carry me through everything it carried me through until I was old enough to the point where I was like, oh, now I know how to deal with this stuff in a better way, a more Mm. productive way. When you go on your bouts of not drinking or not like sobriety, basically, Mm -hmm. Do you do that because you're getting too out of control or do you do that because you just want to reset?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. Like it's it's too out of control, but if I – but the stories that I have now are like nothing – Compared to like 10 years ago. Oh, really? Now my stories are like I woke up and I was a little tired and then (laughs) I didn't go to my mic and then I didn't write for a week and then my set went poorly and then I'm like, it made me sad. So (laughs) like that's my story. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, I punched a cop in the face.
0: (laughs) I want to get an
1: exaggeration, but we're going to get it. Yes. Let's
0: get into it. Before we get into all that, I want to talk to you since it's your first time on the show. I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit. Um, just talking about comedy, how you got into it, and I say this every time to preface it: comedy is such a niche thing. St- yeah, it's stand up is our whole world, but that's because we're in it. Yeah. So how did you even? Excuse me. How did you even find
1: stand up? Um, I so I wanted to start. I ended up starting stand up when I was twenty five. I wanted to start when I was like twenty. Okay. I started writing jokes and I told them to my brother, and he's so like supportive and he was just laughing at everything and i was like oh i'm i'm fucking great like and then (laughs) i fucking killing yeah this girl i knew got me on a show because it was baltimore so you could just get on a show why were you i didn't know how easy this was i went to school at towson oh you went to towson yeah okay so i went to school towson uh she wanted to get me on this show i bailed and on the show yeah i just texted her like day of i i pussied out i was so nervous we know
0: how much we hate that now
1: oh my god that would have been i would if, have, if you were booking a show and she got me on day, the show yeah. without any experience you were doing she was doing and a huge day off, favor she was doing me a huge favor You're and like, i didn't realize Fuck you she's a whole nother story honestly she <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't even know if i should tell that you don't have to. um i would tell it yeah Anyway, maybe after, yeah, um, maybe off after. mic.
0: That's my favorite thing to
1: say. Is it because when I'm listening to a podcast, I absolutely hate this. when they go, "Oh, we're we'll like, talking about say it off it. mic." Yeah, come on. Well, I mean, you're all, doing it now. I know.
0: Just don't text me in an hour and go, "Hey, actually, can you cut that out?" <laughs> oh no, I, yeah, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> that's my biggest. People are like, "No, fuck it, I'll say it." Oh yeah, and I'm like, "Hell yeah, this is podcasting." Yeah. And then a day later, they're like, "Hey, actually, can you can you take time out of your day and re-listen to the episode and scrub that part out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, cool," because I've just got two hours yeah. to just hang out and listen to my own <laughs> podcast
1: um yeah i was so I'm she, debating whether yeah
0: you don't have to tell it but no, i want to know the first time that you bailed on stand-up why did it take you five years then to actually do it
1: yeah so i think i just kind of gave up i didn't even think about doing it for that that like oh, okay. period of time you were just like but I, I was still like writing out. jokes like okay. periodically i had like a whole notebook and then um and then my girlfriend broke up with me when I was like 24, yep, and I was all like depressed. The origin story, baby. Um, I didn't really know anyone in DC, so I was in DC at the time, mm-hmm. like four years later. And then I just like one day was. Were like, you working in DC? Yeah, I was working as a bartender. Okay, pretty much the only thing. So I'd you ever went to done. Towson, and then when you
0: graduated, you stayed in D- that area. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I moved in with a buddy. <laughs> okay. Um, funny story. I was gonna move in. And I was like, I don't have any money. I was living at home with my parents. And then he goes, Oh, all right. He's gonna. He's like, We need like realistically like three thousand dollars to move in. Yeah. Because security deposit, first month's rent, and you need a little bit to hold you over till you get a job. Yeah. And he already had a job set up. And then. So wait a second. You said you
0: were living with your parents. Your parents live in Jersey, correct?
1: Yeah, I just skipped over that part. But okay. now I'm telling this. Yeah. This Got story, it. which I think is interesting, all right. which is so he was like, you have you need three thousand dollars. I have like twenty dollars to my name at the time yeah and then that week i won five grand in fantasy football fuck you and so i moved in with him in dc did you really yeah what so that was funny
0: you just like was it like on a daily fantasy it or was like-
1: daily fantasy 25 buck entry i used to do a 100 bucks a week and never <gasps> won anything uh and then and then one, when the you day needed i needed money it money the, the most, most I won five grand and then moved in and Damn. then just blew it all like the first month. Oh, yeah. Not getting a job and drinking a lot. Yeah.
0: Um, I Trust me, dude. I've spent 20, $26,000 in 28 days. Wow. Oh, you've heard that story, haven't you?
1: I I probably have. Um, yeah. I, uh, got to I stopped up. writing your stories down and reviewing them at <laughs> night, so I don't remember all of them.
0: Well, see, so this is the thing. Because as a comic, I'm so in my own head, yeah. That I'm like, oh, I can't tell the story. I've told you it at like everyone, three mics. Yeah, everyone's heard it a million times. Yeah, and then you say something like that, and it like it's like, oh yeah, Brendan. Nobody's thinking about you like at all. Yeah, like you don't have to do. You yeah, don't have yeah. to be. It's one like
1: it's kind of a freeing. Realization.
0: Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I can just do whatever. It was, Espy got me one time and she, I, is a very good friend. Mm -hmm. I love her. She's been on the show a bunch, but she got me one time because I said a bit that I had just, I had just wrote. So I was working on it for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. So this is the second week of working on it on like the Saturday mic at the pair. So I had done it like three or four times at different pair mics that Espy hosts. Mm -hmm. And I do it and I go, well, that's so weird. Sometimes this gets a laugh and sometimes it's just complete silence. And from the back of the room, SB goes, yeah, because we've heard it like 10 times. (laughs) Yeah, that's a tough one. And I was like, you were absolutely right. Everyone's listening. It's It's like all your paranoia is coming (laughs) in.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I really wanted to be like, really? You of all people. (laughs) 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 But I didn't get into a fight. I was just kind of like, you didn't Oh, yeah. fight Espy? No, I would never. She would beat you up. Dude, she's got weapons. She's intimidating. She, it's funny because she's talking about being, um, happier on stage now. Cause yeah. when I first moved here, her and I were like thick as thieves in the dark. Like we were like, yeah, yeah. fuck everybody. We hate everybody. Like don't uh-huh. look at us. Don't touch us. <laughs> and we were like, and now she's, you know, worked on a lot of stuff and she's doing so well and we're so happy for her. I am so happy for her, but it was just funny because she got on stage and she's like, yeah, so I'm I'm like getting over like all this like horrific depression. And I just from the front, I go, boo. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what? I'm happier now. And I go, yeah, "Yeah,
1: boo. (laughs) Boo. I don't like that. That's funny.
0: I like everyone to be miserable. She
1: said she doesn't understand why. She goes, some people say I'm intimidating. I don't think so. She, I was like, really? You don't see it <laughs> at When all. I first moved here, I thought she hated me. Yeah. But
0: then again, I think everyone hates me, but I really thought. I think that's a normal thing. Yeah. But then the more I, and that's the same thing with like everybody. Like I think one of the only people who is like super bubbly and inviting.
1: Yeah. Julia. Yeah. She is. Because she's one of them.
0: very much she like, oh my God,
1: what's up? She never thinks people hate her. I, she's so happy. She doesn't happy. have that like, yeah, which is great. Um, I never think, I don't usually think people hate me. A lot of people will think I hate them.
0: Yeah. I, I can see that.
1: I, I think it's a tone thing or it's a fact that it's I don't really like you, exaggerate. Yeah. I don't like, just, yeah, I'm doing you a whole say bit what you about mean it. And people, you, yeah. people are like, oh, I'm excited to see you. And I'm like, yeah, it. I see. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool to see you. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be like, I'm excited to see you. But it was also it's not true.
0: I mean, because you are a very like, say what you mean kind of guy. Yeah. It's interesting because even with texting with you – because we had tried to do the podcast a few months ago. Yeah. And it was very – I was like, does Chris fucking hate me? Because <laughs> you were just I, like – you were like, no, that I'm doesn't very, work. I'm
1: very honest. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're like, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. To be honest with you, like that, that day actually just doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. And then like I would text you not thinking in my head like, oh, he's at work, like he's running around. And then you just wouldn't text me all day. Yeah. And then you'd be like, hey, man, like this is what we're going to do. And yeah, I was yeah. like – am i bothering him like am i yeah but it's just your personality
1: there was a little bit of uh something i i uh would would like to explain to you which is that you're texting me trying to set up a podcast about drinking stories yeah and at the time i had and still kind of do uh like a family member who's like in the hospital for drinking so i was just like yeah i don't think this is a good time For me to like have fun on a podcast about drinking stories while like yeah Yeah,
0: no that I mean that makes total sense, but I still I just kept pushing away. I just kept being like how about how about No, I'm glad how about next week? How about next week? That's good. Um I wanted to ask you, so you do you wait, you said you break up with the girl, you're depressed, you're living in DC. Yes. And then do you decide like I'm gonna fucking do this?
1: Yeah, I I said to my roommate, I was like, My best Is this the same roommate? um same roommate oh that you yeah That i moved, with? I moved okay. in with yes uh so my my buddy tom who's not a comic who i write with still, oh shit okay um he's just like a great person to bounce ideas off of it's fun to write with a non-comic yeah. too yeah because they come at it with a different angle. It's a completely different... And they're different. never like saying things like, oh, crowds wouldn't like that yeah. or like <laughs> whatever. So and they also
0: don't see the misdirect coming when you're writing with them.
1: Yeah. And they laugh like mm-hmm. an audience member would. Yeah. Because uh, when helpful. you write with a comic, their their first thought is
0: the misdirect.
1: And they're like, oh, that's a trick or like, yeah. oh, like whatever. Hacky. Yeah. Yeah. I God, I hate that word. You hate the word hacky? Hack. Yeah. That's such a terrible word. I'm but no- Nobody should say it ever. Okay. Nothing...
0: Go, go ahead. Nothing's let know. hack.
1: If you can make people laugh in a room, then that's it. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And if it's like cheap, then you're jealous or something, then shut up and go do it yourself. <laughs> okay?
0: This is very interesting, especially for the listeners, because I'm incredibly pretentious when it comes to comedy. A lot of people are. So you would think we would butt heads on this. I agree with what you're saying, that if you can make the audience laugh – and from me, yeah, as a person who's pretentious, who would push back uh with you on this, I would say a hundred percent it's me being jealous of a couple of things. One, I'm angry with the audience where I'm like, You can't see what they're doing. Like this this like like you so like Dan Soder has a great bit where he goes, I wish I was dumb enough to go Vegas and mean it. <laughs> and when people laugh at like hacky that stuff, I, like I go, oh, you're yeah. that dumb. Yeah. You're that dumb. Uh-huh. And I, and me as a pretentious person, this is where it dovetails is I'm like, I wouldn't want those people in my audience anyway. Yeah. And then I don't have a following. for it. <laughs> but, but I completely agree with you that if someone can from a person who is pretentious and who does say hack all the time and like that's cheating and all that. Yeah. From a guy who does that. I would say a lot of it is jealousy because I can never kill as hard as those people kill on stage.
1: I think it is. And I think like the problem is, is that like if you really think someone's hack, they're going to hit like a ceiling oh, yeah. of ability. And, well, we've and seen it's not it. like they're going to end up on like Netflix and be crushing for 10 years Yeah, because the, those hack people don't do that. Yeah, you're so absolutely what are you, right. Like what are you worried about? It's, Just it's, let them be cliche and you get up there with your original thought and do well. Like, yeah.
0: Well, no, and you're absolutely right. And this is actually very cathartic because I have I have friends of mine that are comics who have been in, in comedy twice as long as I have. And I've been in it for a while. But, like, one of my closest friends has been in comedy close to 23 years, I want to say, or 20 years. And he always says the same thing because I'll get all pissy like, oh, this guy from Florida that I knew at open mics yeah. is, like, doing this bullshit on TikTok and now has this big following or whatever. Yeah, sure. And he'll go, Brennan, he'll get a run of clubs. And then he'll go back they'll, because they'll because he will sell them all out, mm-hmm. and he'll do another run, and it'll be the same shit. Mm-hmm. And then by the third time, no one's going to book him, yeah, because <clears throat> no one's going to pay a lot of money to go see the same stuff yeah. they've already seen twice. Exactly. He's like, it works itself out, so like, yeah. don't even worry about it. But the competitor in me is just very much like, "It's you're you're
1: cheating." I get it. <laughs> You saying
0: you're competitive you know what I mean
1: I get that way when it comes to Instagram because you'll always get like and I I'm not hating on pretty women but they always get like a little more attention yeah a little bit of and a it's boost. like sometimes I'll get sent a video and I'm like this this joke's okay yeah like there's 30 other comics that are funnier than this person oh which, yeah but she's attractive so she's got like two million views on it yeah and let's keep
0: like, women hating so because Julie has that great bit about how women are asking. we don't for have it. enough time for the, no You're from Jersey. I'm from Florida. Yeah, we don't have enough time. Uh, But to your point, social media – because so many people are like, oh, this is the answer. Yeah. This is how you do social media because I have you know hundreds of thousands of followers. I'll tell you. This happens to me a lot because I'm friends with those people that have hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, you have to make it pop. You have to make it do this. You have to make it do that. And I go, I think our material is just very different. Yeah. Like I talk about attempted suicides and almost dying and drugs and yeah, booze. Yeah. And for certain audiences – got to make that fun. But it, for certain audiences, yeah. it, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. I crush at AA fundraisers. Well, dude. it's like when I Murder. do
1: – I do drinking material on yeah. stage like – at mics only really, because you're there and you're one of the few people, I mean, you have a great laugh, so it there helps, you, yes. but you're one of the few people that actually laughs at it and I'm seeing other people, and this is my fault because I'm not able to communicate it better and make yeah. it a better joke, but I'm seeing other people like back down on it and I'm just like, oh, this is only gonna hit like a certain audience. Like yeah, this is not gonna hit everybody.
0: Art art is subjective for everybody. Yeah. And I went to see a band last night um, John and the projectors, and he's going to be on the podcast next week. But Oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it was. it's at Dumbo John House. John and the projectors? Yeah, it's a very good band. It's what like kind a, of music? So they say that, like, they're rebel jazz. It's, I know, it's such
1: a tough question. It's though. fucking jazz. Okay, it's, it's jazz. just jazz. It's gotcha. jazz, and
0: he sings. He's a very good singer, nice. but it's very jazzy. It's very poppy. Um, but I was watching you knew the that. the jazzy thing again? The jazz hands. <laughs> I was watching that, and I go, this is still subjective because people go, I fucking hate music, or yeah. I hate this music, yeah, or yeah. whatever. But I'm looking at the audience and I go, this is so much easier than stand-up. Yeah. Because they're just playing. Whether Mm -hmm. you're listening or not, they're just going to play. Yeah, there's no empty space. But comedy, you have to engage with the audience. And comedy is only funny from experiences. Mm-hmm. So like when I – when you tell your drinking stories on stage or you do your bits about drinking, those are funny to me because I've yeah. been in almost every situation you talk about. Yeah,
1: there's a connection. There's exactly. a relating, yeah.
0: And then sometimes you go to a comedy club and everyone's like, oh, I just want to escape and have a couple of drinks and like forget my problems. And then I'm like, yeah, has anyone else here not gotten enough tension from their alcoholism that they faked paralyzed? Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah, yeah. But if I do that at an AA room or an NA room – like, Like – Obviously, on a show, yeah, yeah. I'm not like like, hi, my name is Brennan. I'm an alcoholic. So, is anybody else here? Huh? Cheaper huh? than going to an open mic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it actually is, but but when I do those at like fundraisers and stuff, it crushes mm-hmm. because everyone's like, oh yeah, we completely understand. So that's the thing. Going all the way back to your point about the hack thing, that's the thing that I kind of get mad at. Is like you're doing stuff that you know relates to everybody. And we'll bring this full circle with the s- social media. Yeah, people are like, oh, post like a catchy title. About like a joke about going to the gym. And I'm like, I don't fucking do gym material. Yeah. Like that's below me. Like I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to make people think and challenge the status quo. And that's, I do That's have a good gym- argument
1: for the word hack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is, uh, I am above doing this stuff because it's so universal. And yeah. then the a person listening who's into comedy would go, that's fucking ridiculous. Like the point is to have broad appeal and be universal. Yeah. But I don't see it that way. Not really. Because nobody likes Dave Chappelle because he resonates with everybody.
1: I think the idea is to get broad appeal through something that is personal or like that is real to you. It's not about like putting out whatever works. Yeah, exactly. And that's the point of hack. But I think the problem I run into is that there are good comics that get discouraged by jokes and they tell me because some other comic told them it was hack. And I'm like, no, you're a good comic. And like you're trying to do something, and just because you had a a genre that was like, or a uh, premise that was like cliche, yeah, doesn't mean you're not gonna get somewhere. You can't cut it off at its knees, yeah. and just call it hack immediately. That's no, the problem. You're I have right. seen comics that pander, and it's annoying. I've I I, I this, we did the show in Philly.
0: I did two shows in Philly a couple of weeks ago, and the first show was a disaster, and yeah. I just pandered the whole time. Oh yeah, because I was no one was listening. Everyone was yeah. just talking, and I was like. Long story short, them Eagles? there was well, there was like 160 100 to almost 200 people there, but most of them did not know they were going to a comedy show. The tickets were oh, gifted cring. to them, nice. Um, so they just thought they were having a fun night out, and yeah. it turned into this like everyone's like just sitting at their tables, drinking, eating, and talking. Yeah, and it's an event space, it's not a comedy club. The host literally went to get on stage, and one of the women because it was a women's group, one of the women go, Hey, what are you doing? and he goes, Oh, I'm hosting the show. She goes, What kind of show? and he goes, Comedy. She goes, Oh, there's comedy. Oh, god. So I go up second to last because I'm featuring for the headliner, and I just I was like a lot of strong, independent women here, huh? Yeah, nice. I would know. I was raised by a single mother. Like, I was raised by a strong, independent yeah. woman. Like my sisters are strong, and I just kept pander, pander, pander. You just didn't get. I've been punch sober line. for five years. I love women. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love all of you women. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was so bad, but I think that's a that's a very good point. If people go through an experience, that's their experience. That's their lived experience. Yeah. And then you tell it on stage and people go, even if it's something small, when I say lived experience, I don't mean like a near death, like even like you go to the gym and someone farts when they're squatting, you're like, oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) But then you do it on stage and someone's like, that's hacky. It's like, well, it just happened five minutes ago.
1: Yeah. So I don't really really think. Yeah. yeah,
0: And it was was super funny when it happened. So I wanted to talk about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. If it makes you laugh and you're just doing it because you think it's funny and it makes other people laugh, I don't- Like, fuck off. There's no problem with that. You
0: brought that. me around. Yeah. I'm
1: to just start doing- Law. Yeah. What are you doing, everybody? How are we? I'll just yeah. start doing that kind of stuff on I love it. now. I just listened to a podcast with Arnold and he did his own impression. Oh really? He's such a fun guy. Yeah, I just he was waited on, Conan on him. and I I oh really? On yeah, dude, he's he's, he's in New so York doing press for his book, and he came into the restaurant for lunch. I'm like a huge fan now I, after listening to this podcast. He's so good. He's so cool and like <laughs> smart. And I'm like, dude, he's awesome. Like
0: I said to him, fuck yeah, with this guy. I okay, I didn't say this to him. I almost lied to you to make a good story, but in my head, I, I wanted that. to say to him because he picks up because his daughter called the one that's married to Chris Pratt, and he's, oh,
1: his daughter, okay, and he swipes. I didn't know that.
0: And he's got like this big iPad and he's like, hello. (laughs) And she's like, dad, where are you? He goes, I'm in New York. She goes, I live in New York. What are you doing in New York? He goes, I was going to call you tomorrow. I'm doing press for the book. And in my head, I really wanted to lean in and go, you talk like that in real life? (laughs) This might be a bit. I'm going to have to write this down. Uh, But I really wanted to say you talk like that (laughs) in real life.
1: Uh, but he was so cool. Yeah, that's cool. a good impression because you're not going overboard. Yeah. It's subtle. That's the
0: point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Mean? But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. He's – I love that guy now.
1: Yeah. No, I love it. And he'll – he – Conan does an impression of him in front of him on the podcast. And you would think it would annoy him because he's probably gotten the most impressions yeah. of any person. That was my go-to. When and I was drinking does, on stage, that was my go-to. He back and does it more extreme. <laughs> And then he'll quote movies. He'll be like, it's it's not a
0: rumor. That's what
1: he said instead of it's not a tumor. Yeah. So like he'll just do his own quotes. He knows like how like quotable he is and he just leans into it. And I love that. I've
0: waited on very famous people before. Yeah. He is the Henry Winkler, Jennifer Lawrence, Channing Tatum, Zoe Kravitz, like famous people. Yeah. He's the only one. Where people like started to form outside. Yeah. And I asked the security guy, I go, what's going on? He goes, this happens everywhere we go.
1: He hits like every. Every demo. Every demo. Because he was a politician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Politician. Weightlifter. A huge weight.
0: We still in the weightlifting community like love. Like, me and my cousin still send each other Arnold memes. Yeah. Because, like, that's what he means to. I really wanted to be like, I work out six days a week just because of you. Yeah. I, I, I'm i so strong because of you. It's all because of you, Mr. Schwarzenegger.
1: Well, he was very, I listen to him. He's also very, like, motivational, obviously. Yeah. He's done so much. Obviously. Yeah. No, like, sir- Well, Burr has that obvious. great bit where he's like, could
0: you move to another country, yeah, learn a, a language? You would become the biggest movie star of all time. Yeah. He's a great man.
1: Yeah. He is a great man. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what do you wanted to fuck the nanny. So what? It's a layup. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I met that son. That son was with him. Oh, the one that was born from yeah. that? Yeah. That's got to be weird. He's like 21. Imagine being born from a sex scandal.
0: Well, and also, you forget how long ago it was, but how not long ago it was. Like, the rest of his kids are yeah. grown ass adults because he's like 74. Sure, yeah. This kid's like 20
1: something. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't that. It feels less time than that. Yeah, what he, We were just talking about Yeah, like, he's. That's the most boring subject of all. I'm sorry. No, no. Just how quick time goes. I, oh, I, yeah. That's what I meant. Oh, I um, thought you the Arnold But he's thing. very saying, motivational because we he talks about coming to the U.S. thinking bodybuilding was this huge sport. And he, it wasn't. And he, <laughs> he finds out that it, it was like, like, oh, shit. And so he's like, I hired a PR person to make this sport that I loved, that I was the head of bigger. And I just found that, like, fascinating. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to move somewhere where it's more popular or I'm just going to complain about the fact that nobody, like, loves this sport. It's like it seems like the obvious thing to do and it seems kind of like, oh yeah, of course he would do that. But, but I don't think it's that does obvious that. and nobody does it, like nobody else was doing that. If you want a seat at the
0: table, you got to bring your own chair.
1: And he hired like this young girl yep. from young woman from a PR agent, like agency that was big and they made the sport like bigger and then he got more popular out of that. That's crazy. That's like a- if stand-up comedy wasn't that big and I was at the height of it, I'd be like, I'd be just bitching about You'd it. You'd be like, all the time. I guess I'm going to do movies. Yeah. I guess I'm going to, like, yeah, try to learn the guitar again. I, t-
0: <laughs> I tell people all the time, because people will ask me, it doesn't happen as often now because the show was a year ago, but people will come up and they'll be like, You did a one person show. That's awesome. Like, how did you do it? And I go, I just did I it. I just did it. Yeah. I just did it. I racked up a bunch of debt. Um, I was in the middle of a move from a, a woman that I had been together with for four over four years. Mm-hmm. Like, my life was crumbling apart, but I was like, I want to do this. I'm going to just fucking do it. Yeah. You rent a space. Because so many people are just start- waiting for someone to give them something. Yeah, I know. It's the same thing. Like, when people come into the studio, they go, like, this is so nice. Like, how do well, you record here? And it goes, yeah, it costs a little bit of money. Yeah. But I fucking wanted to be professional. So, I go. fucking did
1: it. It is nice in here. Yes. It's very nice. I was but,
0: impressed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Plus, it's weird to be like- talking to comics and be like hey you want to come
1: back to my apartment yeah you want to sit on my couch yeah hold the mic
0: but it's important and arnold is a very big motivator for me in that sense where it was like and it's a lot of discipline too where it's like no this is what we do yeah i go to the gym six days a week it's what i do i when i record the podcast i record it in the studio Mm -hmm. come hell or high water beg bar you know if i gotta you know take my cash that i made from work and like Ask someone to Venmo me the money so I have it on a credit card so I can actually pay. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we do it here. Yeah.
1: This is where it's done. I know. People ask me, how do you get into comedy? I'm just like, you just start start doing it. I've
0: actually had people on the show where they wanted to be in show business so badly, the barrier to entry into show business is through comedy is the easiest. Sure, Sure, that makes sense. I've had people on who are like, oh, I started doing comedy because I really wanted to be in like showbiz. Yeah. And you can't go to an open mic for acting, but you can go to an open mic for stand up.
1: Yeah. That pains my heart a little. It broke my heart when I heard it. I I literally was like, I don't want to hate on that because at least like it's literally doing what we were just talking about. Yeah. Just doing it. And they're funny. It does. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. But but still. It it
0: is one of those things where you're like, oh, I I grew up around this. It's like I
1: love stand up. I don't want to do anything. That's what I
0: wanted to ask you, bring it full circle because that's the kind of host I am. How did you
1: one who made the segue but you did yeah teamwork
0: yeah
1: uh (laughs)
0: you teed it up and then i hit it out there we go vice versa i teed it up and then you hit it out um how did you get so you said breakup you get back into it when did you move to new york i have two questions one yeah when did you like go full bore into comedy was Mm -hmm. it right after that breakup and two wasn't when did you decide to do stand-up in the first place? You said at 20, you had always loved stand-up, but what was the first thing that – what was your entry point into stand-up? Let's start with that.
1: Like all the way back? Yeah, so like, like when okay. you first – Yeah. Um, I for think for me, it was
0: Comedy Central Presents. I was 12 years old, and my cousin showed me this stuff, and I was like, these people are – Mitch Hedberg, I was like – Tom Rhodes, yeah, uh, Greg Giraldo. I was like, oh, these are fucking hilarious people.
1: Yeah, I don't know Tom Rhodes. Um, that was the only yeah. Greg oh. Giraldo was great. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. I didn't get into until later. For me, it was two things at the same time, which is a hilarious like comparison. I realized this like recently. Was I listened to Blue Collar Comedy Tour, which are is I still think is great. I haven't seen yes. it in like fifteen years, so I might eat my words, but I still think that they're Holds up. great comics and Larry the Cable Guy is a great comic Dan is great okay you wanna call him Hack his oh, his real no, name's Dan right Dan yeah he's yeah. from Florida no I was, I was referencing what I thought you were coming no, after no, no, me no. I was like no he said his name his name no, is no, Dan no 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 I'm not gonna you're a good dude I'm not gonna attack you Dan on your own Dan. podcast <laughs> come to your own house um, you don't know what fucking Hack is you suck man alright right? <laughs> Larry That's the, the Cable Guy is a laugh or... at an open mic in three years <laughs> it's only been three months um <laughs>
0: That's the second podcast in a row I've been zinged. <laughs> Teddy Fisher was showing me his notebook. He's like, yeah, I got six or seven of these. And I go, oh, you write more than me. And he goes, yeah, it shows. <laughs> I was like, you fucking son of a That's bitch. funny. That was hilarious. That's funny. And then you just got me. Um,
1: Blue Collar Comedy Tour and uh, the original Kings of Comedy, which wow. could be more opposite. Wow. But I, I just, I love them both. And I didn't think we have I, to talk about that on stage. That is polar op- literally I know. polar opposites. I know it's interesting, right? I, I just, or it's funny at least. Um, yeah, they're they're literally the most opposite. Cedric the Entertainer and Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, uh, great comics. All eight Jeff of them. Foxworthy and then yeah. uh, Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac, uh, DJ, yeah. Qualls. Uh, no, no. DJ Qualls. No, not DJ Qualls. I'm being stupid. He's the only name I don't remember because it's yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, D.L. Higley, yeah. Cedric
0: the Entertainer, and uh, Bernie Mac. DJ Qualls is
1: the Skinny, guy from Skinny White Guy. From the new guy. Yeah, he's the opposite of D.L. Higley. Yeah, that's why I was like, are you talking about – which which group are you talking <laughs> the about? The names are very similar though yes. in my defense. They are. Um, but yeah, those are, those are the two I like grew up on. And uh, – I just – I think what it was, it was so daunting because they were doing it in front of arenas. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that – I didn't even know of comedy clubs for like the longest time until I started listening to like on Pandora comedy radio. And you could literally hear people like eating Mm -hmm. and stuff in the recordings. And I was like, oh, this must have been done – in, like, a small room. Yeah. And then You're I kind of, like, all together. figured out that it, there was, like, entries that you could actually just start doing this. Yeah. But I think even then I didn't realize you could just start doing it until, like, 26. How till old? Until I was, like, 25, 26. Okay. So,
0: how old were you when you found this? You had to have been a kid, like, 12, 13?
1: Yeah. The the blue collar and the original yeah. king. I was, like, young. Yeah. I was, like, 12, 13. So, then fast forward. It was somewhere around when Dane Cook's Vicious Circle came out. That's. So, Dane Cook. Which would have been 06, I think. Harmful of Swallowed. No, Vicious Circle was the one I'm okay talking because Harmful of Swallowed that was the first album. Yeah, but that it, was the album. Yeah, that the, got there was an HBO statement. special. Yes, that, that I was watched. The next and one. I think I would have been 15. That would have been 08. Okay, then I would have been like 17. Okay, so yeah, maybe the Harmful of Swallowed was 06. maybe there's some muddiness there, but on this the memory, but I mean I could was, be wrong.
0: Harmful of Swallowed might have been 04, and that might have been 06. You yeah. might be right, but if anyway, only we had our phones on us. Uh, do you have your phone on you? I do, but it doesn't matter. Okay, well, okay. Do you think it matters? I mean, I'm a know-it-all, so it matters. Oh, okay. Do you want me to matter. look it up? No,
1: you're right. It doesn't matter. Okay. I hate Googling things. Yeah. When people are like, look you it up. Like I'm like, kinda, why? Yeah. Do Let's you really just not need know. to know? Let's just not know. Like... I'm not trying to attack no, you no, again. You're right. But do you really need to know when Vicious Circle came. Like, I You want to hear something funny? I'm so the
0: opposite of that. We were we went to Dumbo you're like, House.
1: You're like, I do need to know.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I get anxiety if I don't know. <laughs> we went to Dumbo House last night to see the, the band, Tracy and I, and we're sitting looking at the beautiful skyline from Dumbo Park in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And she started walking and I was like, hang on a second. And I'm pulling up the map on my phone. And she's like, what are you doing? Let's just go walk and enjoy. I go, I got to know exactly like what part of the city we're looking at. And she's like, you don't need to yeah. know. I was like, I want to know where funny. Dumbo is in like comparison to like, because I'm like looking at world trade, but then I'm also like looking uptown. But is that uptown? Because you forget that it goes like this. Yeah. So I was like, where are we? Yeah. So you know, what's weird is I
1: actually person. understand that. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's a little different. Like, that actually makes sense to me.
0: I'm like, no, I have to know at all times. Looking at the map seems
1: kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: because you're like, oh, this is so cool.
1: Yeah. But just Googling, like, when Tom Petty's birthday was when you're arguing about it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, that might actually be the name of the episode. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I wanted to ask you. Um, so vicious circle comes out. Yeah, and w- what was that to you? Because harmful as Sw- well. I say this all the time. And the listeners are sick of hearing it. Harmful. I saw Mitch Hedberg. I saw Tom Rhodes. I saw all these great comedians. And I was not like, oh, live. Th- no, yeah. no, no, no. Like yeah, I yeah, would yeah. record on VHS. Comedy Central presents and watch it like a million yeah, yeah. times. And I go, oh, this is awesome, but I could never do that. Like, I don't have that kind of style. And Mm -hmm. then I saw Dan Cook do his Comedy Central Presents, which is a lot of the jokes from Harmful of Swallowed. Yeah. yeah. And he rips his shirt off and he pours the water on him in that uh, tank top. And I go, oh, I want to do that. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to do. Oh, so what was that for me? That was the catalyst to get me into stand-up. Yeah. So for you, you had mentioned- yeah, you had mentioned the two different groups mm-hmm. and then you had mentioned Vicious Circle. What was yeah. the thing that you saw where you were like, oh,
1: that's – I think all three of those was too big to see and be like, I want to do that. Yeah, because like, that Vista never – I mean, Steve – some of Steve Harvey's like material and like Cedric the Entertainer specifically, I was like, I want to do that because that's like yeah. – There's just so much – Animation and the way the crowd gets into it, white people suck. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The way a black crowd gets into it, Get they're standing seats, up, dancing, they're yelling. Spinning. I'm like, this is what it should be. This it's is great. fun. It goes yeah. back to what we were talking about earlier. It's fun. And same, honestly, same with the redneck cr- crowds of yeah. the blue collar. They react the exact same way. Um, it's weird that they think they're Unity. so different, but they're anyway, so similar. Yes. There's a message there, and we should be the ones talking about yeah, it.
0: Yeah. We should be the ones.
1: Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but all of that was way too big to like, it was like, I, I think the first thing that I saw that I was like, um, it was like Louis. Yeah. Just listening to Louie, like talk about like, cause it was, it was so good and funny, but it was also like a little bit of like philosophy Mm -hmm. and I like love that stuff. Yeah. So I was like, that's what I want to do. Okay, cool. I want to tell people how, and Burr. Just the way Burr's he my, like yeah, is best. like, what are you doing? Yeah. That kind of energy of like, look at all these people and what they're doing. And why the, why they the fuck are. are we doing it like that? The soda's and right over there. And I really me know because I don't fucking work here. Yeah, that's so good. Because I have so much anger over small things. I'm the same. I love Burke for that reason. And every time I talk about it to people, they look at me like I'm crazy. Like we're psychos. Yeah. So Dude. if I could learn how to figure out how to, and I'm still learning, but yeah. like how to figure out how to tell this to people. Like why somebody's dog in a Chipotle bothers me so much. Yeah. Why do you get to bring your dog everywhere? Okay. You don't deserve it. You've done nothing. Okay. Leave your dog You've at home. You've done nothing. You don't deserve a dog or you don't deserve a burrito. You can't have both. Okay? That's
0: the entitlement, the like challenge. And that's, it goes all the way back to because since I got into stand up, I started studying Lenny Bruce and reading all his autobiographies. Cause again, I'm super yeah. pretentious and a douche. Uh, <laughs> But that challenging the status quo and you have to – we – because you and I are similar in the sense where we like to do that. But we have to walk this weird line where you don't want to just be giving – spewing hate speech yeah in the sense of like fuck you you fuck it, you have to tr- we have to try to make it a little funny yeah like ha 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 but at the same time it's like yeah ha 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 but also but also, did you jump in the river with your wingtips on yeah to rescue the dog <laughs> no you got it you got a fucking free dog from the pound
1: yes that's a bird one free dog yeah free I, love the, dog. I love the line free dog yeah uh yeah my, my buddy Tom my writing partner says it all the time he's like he's like yeah um it's not funny as much of an angry rant <laughs> The fact that you said he says it all the time. All the time. Like, He's yeah. like, I think we're at the stage where it's just angry right now. Well,
0: I saw – and I know I've talked about it before on the show and I talk about it with comics all the time and she might get mad that I'm even bringing it up. But when Julia did that bit at New Joke Wednesday about the women oh, yeah. she sees on it's McDougal so funny, Street, yeah. it's so it's so funny. funny and it's a perfect thing because she's a very – she's innocent and she's a sweetheart yeah. and she's very like – Mild mannered, but then she's like, "Yeah, I see some what some of these women are wearing," and I'm like, "Like, aren't you scared?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then we I all, think it's a great joke. It's a
0: great joke. Yeah. That's why I bring it up so often. But at the same time, it's one of those things where
1: if I aren't you scared is a great way of putting. It. Yeah. Aren't yeah. you scared? Yeah.
0: But if you or I did that, they'd be like, "Oh, who d- the fuck do you think you I are?" I think they
1: react the same way when she does it too. Which That's is weird. I it guess because I've only as seen way Have you way. seen it at a show? I've only seen it at Mike's. Has she tried I, it at a show? I know she has, and I know it's not working because she doesn't yeah. – she hasn't continued.
0: Yeah, because yeah. that's that's one of those bits where I think it perfectly walks the line of funny but also angry.
1: I think so too. And it's I think so some good. of those jokes take a little longer to figure out. Yeah.
0: Though. No, they're harder to yeah. to get. I mean I had a bit where I talked about I didn't like being sober because it was un-American. Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, like we ended prohibition 30 years before the civil rights movement. <laughs> Like we were like, yeah, we'll get to them, but I need my booze. <laughs> but I
1: need my beer. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I thought that was so funny. Like, funny our, how fucked our priorities That's are. That's really funny. And again, it's challenging this idea. Like our priorities are so fucked up. Yeah, that we we stop pro we women it, were able to vote. I was we gonna stopped say it would have been like fifty years
1: before women were able to vote. So
0: we yeah, because women were able yeah. to vote in nineteen twenty nine. It's the nineteenth amendment. So we if like
1: we're gonna give these women a voice. I need to be a little drunk. I need to
0: get <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. So it's just so weird that it's like, oh, like booze was so important. Yeah. But then it's like, then then women were allowed to vote. And then we were like, all right, I guess we can all eat at the same restaurant. And yeah, to me, yeah. that's so fucked yeah, that I'm like, yeah. oh, I have to point this out. But the, it, but like you said, like some of those bits, they take a lot longer because you you have to find every word matters.
1: I think some – I don't know. I'd like to think that they're just true. Yeah. And it's like – it's 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 almost – not funny because it's true. Yeah. Because it's cutting to people are just like, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's... right. And then they're like, I, they're, that's not funny. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it becomes more of a challenge to be like, to have that emotion reaction and then make it funny. But then it really pays off because anytime you can make someone uncomfortable and then make you're them just laugh. like, it's just like so close to right to there. making them laugh.
0: I wanted to um get into some of the stories because I know you have a, a bit of a drinking background as we've already alluded yeah. to. I wanted to ask you though, the second part of the question, when you, when did you get into comedy full bore? When was that the thing?
1: I would say it was like, um,
0: when you were 26?
1: No, uh, it like, I came, it's so messy of a story and I don't think it's really honestly that interesting. Okay. It's just like moved up to New York, tried to start it. Did you, so you, did you start it all in DC? I, uh, yeah. Okay. I did. So I went like, I did like a year in DC okay. or a little bit less. And then I moved up to New York specifically. Because this is the With place Tom? to be. Uh, no. Okay. Um, and so I moved up and just specifically to be a comedian here yeah. in New York because this is the place to be. Yeah. And uh, I was, you know, all excited. And I. it's such a shock to come from D.C. to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, you started in Florida. Yeah. So you have an idea. It's probably very similar it's of a shock. shocking, yeah. You did it for longer, though, so I don't know if you had the same experience. Maybe you have an e- even worse experience, which was that, like, I was doing shows in D.C. I wasn't, like, getting anywhere necessarily, but it, it, like, I was doing shows. I was, you know, and then you come up to New York, and not only can you not get a show, but you're paying for mics. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of hates you. Devastating is the word I would use for, yeah. for my situation.
0: Heartbreaking and lonely. Yeah, because it wasn't so much a shock as, like, I was like, oh, I know I'll have to reset, but I'm funny. Like, I can hang. Yeah. Um And I got here and I was like – like still, I'm still like getting shows like – but I, I approached it differently because I was like, oh, I'm only – I have so much experience and I know I'm funny. I'll just hang at the stand of the cellar and eventually someone will wreck me and I'll get passed. Yeah. Which was totally fucked. Yeah. Like, I should have gone to the smaller clubs. Of I should have gone to New York Comedy Club. I should have gone to Stand Up New York. I should have gone to the smaller clubs. Even smaller than that, honestly. Yeah, even, like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Grizzly Pears and the Broadways and stuff. Yeah. And this is no shade on any – like, the clubs know where they are
1: in the yeah, ranking. Yeah, I don't think there's anything but wrong like, with that. But, like, I should have
0: gone – to the small – I should have gone to the comedy shop and hung out. There's instead clubs of,
1: that need barkers and yeah. there's clubs that don't. Exactly. I don't think that's like – It's a big, not a
0: secret and yeah. it's not any kind of shade. But like I should have gone to those clubs. Yeah. But instead I was like, no, I've been doing this a decade. I'm a stand or the cellar kind of guy. So that's where I'll hang. Yeah. That's where that I'll makes make sense. all my inroads. And it's paid off in the sense that I've been up at the stand like five or six times. Mm-hmm. I've been up at the cellar.
1: Yeah. But it, like great.
0: I've been here for two years and that's a total of seven shows in yeah, two yeah. years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah. it's not enough. You went up at the OG room? No, I wish. Oh, God. God. Okay. I went up at Fat yeah. Black,
0: but still. Yeah. It says the cellar in the back.
1: That's end. probably the one main thing keeping me McDougal that keeps Street? me driven is thinking about going up on that stage. McDougal Street? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like, you think about, anyone thinks about like MSG or Radio City or like Doesn't going matter. on tour or whatever, or, like. I don't know. None of that comes to mind. Netflix is kind of cool, but like that doesn't really come to mind. It's that stage that like keeps me like yeah. going and I I feel like once I get that I'll just be like, "All right, I'm 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 good." You won't. There's always no, something else. No, I know, else. obviously. That was a, Trust that me. Was a joke. yeah, but, there's uh, always something else. Once I go once I get up there, I'm going to be like sad. Yeah. That's really what it is. I'm going to be like, thing. "Fuck. I went
0: up at the Peplack, yeah. but still cuz I took a video of it, I'm not allowed to post it cuz I'm not past there, but I have uh-huh. the video." and you use it to masturbate i cry i legit like get tear because comedy means so much to me i mean yeah. it saved my life when i got sober and i i honestly like get teary no, i feel like, great about my masturbation <laughs> comment. <laughs> no i i, I you, let me finish i get teary-eyed watching the video and then i use those tears as lubricant yeah. to masturbate
1: you said let me finish
0: <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> um okay cool so you get to new york and then you're like here we go i wanted to ask you because you do have a history with drinking, um, yeah. not in like a negative way, but you, 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 you drink. You used yeah, to drink yeah. a lot. Uh, you don't drink as much anymore. When did you have your first drink? Because you grew up in Jersey, correct, before
1: you went to Towson? Yeah, my first drink was a Heineken. Okay. That was definitely left out for not a long 00. time. No, I was 14. All right. And it was my brothers. It, my brothers were throwing a party. Yeah. Two How older many brothers? brothers. Okay. Yeah, two older brothers, like four and nine years apart. Like four and then nine, yeah. Um, older than me, and uh, <laughs> I just I just found out I was unplanned like a week ago. Oh, really? My mom told Breaking my girlfriend. My mom told my girlfriend Julia. I don't I don't care about talking about this because I find it hilarious. My mom's losing it. She <laughs> she tells it like this. She goes, she's I bring my girlfriend Julia to meet her, mm-hmm. and then she's just like telling a story from like thirty years ago. And about the piano, because it was bu- like it's whatever, and she was just like, "Yeah, the piano was bought right around." We had Chris. Yeah, Chris was unplanned, and I was just like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> I had, and she goes, "She goes, Chris. She goes, Chris probably told you that." I go, "You didn't tell me that." This is how you tell me through you a third didn't party. Tell me that. What is this? You're <laughs> losing it, mom. You keep the secret for 31 oh, years and you drop God. it casually. To your girlfriend that to she's my meeting girlfriend? for the first time? Yeah.
0: Please tell me you got to talk about that on stage. Oh, I mean, it just yeah. happened, but you have to. It
1: just happened. It's one of those things that like you're like the second person I'm telling the story well, to. Well, now there's
0: about 7,000 other people that are here.
1: Fantastic. Now. God. How did Julia react? I don't remember because I was that, just yeah. reacting. I was just like, what? I didn't know this. Like, I don't care that much, to be honest. I don't know. I don't it's really. Not, I
0: mean, you get older and you realize it because like I'm a what twin. What does it matter? Yeah. And obviously my parents weren't expecting twins. Yeah. Okay. There so you go. So it's one of those things. So technically where like,
1: you were on plan. Yeah. So or, it's like, or your sibling Yeah. Was. One or the other.
0: Yeah. Or maybe even both if you think about it. But yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like, well, I'm here now. Like, who? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't care. It's funny though. Yeah. That's. Honestly, if something's funny enough, who cares? Yeah. Yeah
0: I see Who that gives all the a time. shit? Like with the porn thing with my ex. I see what you did that. That's fucking. Now that.
1: I happens wish I didn't in hit the moment. mic during that. That would have been a great moment.
0: But yeah, I mean, it was a great moment. I Thank just don't you. know. Am I allowed to put shit in the title and blast it all over social media?
1: I think you would put the sh and then, and then like the, the asterisk, asterisk asterisk. Yeah. All right, that's what I'll do. Um, I know a lot about this podcasting game. Well, I'm really especially good social media. Social media. I have almost six hundred followers. Yeah. Dude, I started my Instagram like two years ago. I wish I would have, yeah. I think about I, I didn't I, know how important this thing is. I be was to my around
0: life. when it first fucking started. Yeah. dude. I was there when I, people were like, oh, it's I just the whole It's like Facebook, but it's just pictures. And I was like, stupid. Yeah. Just pictures? Like, yeah, yeah. It's fucking dumb. And now it dictates it's still, where it's still we can get booked.
1: It's still dumb, but it dictates yeah.
0: where we can get booked.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, it's the worst. You know what I don't? The one benefit is I follow a bunch of comedians that are friends with me. Uh, friends with me—that's a weird way of putting it. They're friends with me. I'm not friends with them. Um, <laughs> but like, so my feed is so boring. Yeah, it's just all these jokes that I've seen before, or it's like just flyers for shows coming up. Yeah, and, stuff and, and it's right, just right. like, all right, comedy, comedy. And then I don't, I don't scroll because of it. Yeah, which is actually great. That's I go I, on for five seconds, and I'm like, I hate this. And then I
0: see my problem is, is my algorithm else. has gotten to know me pretty well. Yeah, so like on my lifting account, it's all like like lifting and like hot people and stuff. I know. And then I have my comedy account, and it's it's but it's kind of know me. Yeah. So it'll be like joke that I it'll be like because I follow like super famous comics that obviously some of them I know and some of them I don't. Yeah. So sometimes it'll be bits, and then I'll go down a rabbit hole, and I'll basically listen to their whole special through the clips. Yeah, yeah, and stuff, and it just sucks me into dude, and I fucking hate it. I
1: actually think this is interesting. Do you think the algorithm's gonna get better because it's not good because i feel like i i don't want like let's just say pictures of hot women mm. just because i look at it like literally like two seconds longer than i look at something else it doesn't mean i want my whole fucking feed to, to be about that, yeah. that. so I, it's like do you think because i don't think we know what we want yeah and you would literally have to that's teach, why i think the
0: algorithm is fucked
1: you have to we teach the algorithm to like send you stuff that you like like you have to specifically start searching stuff yeah do you ever think it's gonna get like better where it actually shows me like like stuff that actually makes me maybe feel good or like i
0: hope so because it's and the thing i the thing i have a problem with now is like oh like some of my comedy people might like but because they've never seen it and it's not
1: in their algorithm
0: they'll never know yeah and like that frustrates me
1: it puts you in too specific
0: of a rabbit hole that's what i don't like
1: and like i don't need yeah
0: because then i'll get lost down it
1: yeah, I think I made my point.
0: Yeah, you did. The listeners know. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, what, Um, the Heineken, let's get back to it. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So your brothers were having a party.
1: Definitely left out for a long time. I didn't realize that for a while. Okay. Or I just hated the taste. So you drank it and you didn't it. was like, like it. a half, it wasn't an, op- it was half uh, empty. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what happened? I wanted to taste the beer. I yeah. didn't really think about someone else drinking it. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I'm
0: just saying, because you know, it was open and flat and gross. Oh,
1: I thought you were getting like going oh, a step further because no. it's like a party and. I'll S
0: your D right now. Like yeah, that doesn't yeah. bother me. Will I'm, you? No, not on the camera. Okay, but but that no germ. I don't give a shit about germs. I'm saying because the beer. No, was No, neither gross. do I.
1: Yeah, I'm the opposite of a germaphobe. I just like really don't care. But um, I'll lick a subway roll. It was it rail. was gross, and yeah. then that stopped me from drinking for a little bit. Okay, and then I had the first like drunk moment with my brother. And my buddy and we just hung out in a room and probably probably the best night of my life because that first drinking, I had five beers and I was like, this is amazing.
0: And how long ago or how long after the 14 year old Heineken incident?
1: My guess would be six months. Okay. I don't really know. Yeah. And was this at the house in Jersey? This is starting to feel like a therapist session while you're writing down. And you're I like, take notes because I don't want to yeah. have to go back and
0: re-listen to make the podcast. No, notes. no.
1: I, I'm I'm just uh, – I need to have at least three
0: things to put in. The great ex drinking buddy stories this week.
1: Yeah. This is my parents' house. Chris talks about his first time drinking yeah. a
0: Heineken at 14. Yeah,
1: yeah. The parents' house in Jersey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where, I, where they still live. So did you end up
0: after that like having this awesome night like just hanging out, getting drunk, drinking beer yeah. at like 15 years old? Were you immediately like, oh, this is going to be a fucking party, like a good time? Or were you like, oh, that was fun, but I don't want to do it anymore?
1: Well, I was a loser in high school, okay. so it took me a while to drink that much. Okay. You know, because nobody was inviting me anywhere. Yeah. I'd you know? That. So, yeah. like, I would have, uh, like, occasional parties mm-hmm. that, like, a friend of a friend of a friend knew. That's yeah. a random... And I would be like, I played oh, on the okay. football team
0: and I would, like, it was almost like
1: an accident when I would get invited to parties. Do you ever... Did you have that moment where you found out that they were having a bunch of parties? I didn't even know. Every, oh, I didn't know I was I invited. Knew, because not, I, I, w- I didn't know I was not invited. I have until a twin like, sister and an older 18, sister 19. who's only like
0: a couple years older than me. Okay. And they were both super popular. And my older brother who's eight years or six years older is super popular. Yeah. So I knew that high school parties were a thing. Luckily, I went to a different high school than my sisters, so I wasn't like a direct thing, uh-huh. like where you know your girlfriend's banging some other guy. But it was like, oh, I know cheating's like a thing. Yeah, does that make sense? Like, yeah, it does I know make sense. parties are going on. I love that's
1: where your head went immediately. Yeah. That was the analogy I did, uh, you chose to porn make. Star, dude, come on.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying porn star, even though that's not what it is at all. Because she's not a star. Well, yeah, but it sounds so much stronger <laughs>
1: to fail as an a, a porn actress. Well, it's interesting because
0: this was so long ago that now it's like – now it's just like OnlyFans stuff. Like you, we we see it. We see comic, We know comics who do this kind of stuff. Yeah. But 10, 15 years ago, like you had to get a webcam and like set it up and yeah, find yeah. a site to distribute it. So it seems so much worse because it's older.
1: You never you never hear about the people that fuck someone to get ahead and then they don't get ahead. Oh, God. That's
0: got to be the worst.
1: Yeah. So what is <laughs> – when
0: did you get out of your show? When did you Beyond start Song like – Heroes Party um
1: because
0: if you weren't doing it in high school okay
1: college i think it was just like i wanted to be drinking and partying and i wasn't like didn't really have an outlet for that yeah so then the second college hit and i was like you know you kind of did you go to college yeah you kind of have that like played college football yeah that's right my bad um I would have said that you played college football, but the fact that – the idea of you going to class just doesn't seem – I love – I'm a know-it-all. I love class. I would sit in the front. I was trying to make a dumb joke. I'd raise my hand. Yeah. Do you want a high five? No, I would – You would raise your hand? Yeah. That's a normal thing. I would
0: try to answer every single question.
1: Uh, Gotcha. I'm a little bit of a – I know it back. all too a little bit oh are you I lo- no I love getting the answer like right I fucking love it yeah that's I, I would only raise my hand if it was like a tough question yeah because I didn't want to get wanna it I don't want to yeah everyone knows this one <laughs> we're such losers I know okay, that's what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. I so yeah that's why, I that's why we we're invited to parties my point of asking you was because the, it's true the trope of college where you get to go and you're You're 18 and when you're 18 in high school, everyone still sees you as that whatever you were at 13. Yeah. But then when you're 18, you go to college, you're just like, this is who I am. And everyone's like, oh, this is who you are. Yeah. And so like you just meet everyone. And now I'm like a little more outgoing or social at 18 and I'm not like weird or whatever I was. I was just quiet. I think Well, I
0: I say it all the time. When I first showed up to college, I was a summer semester because I got accepted, but then took like eight months off mm-hmm. so i lived on my own because i moved out at 17 so i lived on my own and partied and stuff yeah uh, i was kind of coming out of my shell <clears throat> but then when i showed up to college my roommate that i was living with sean michael murphy shout out the pirate he was ripping a bong like when i got like his dad left and he just started yeah. ripping gravity bongs yeah and he's like you want some and i was like i don't really smoke weed he goes well then let's go get some fucking rum this is yeah. like hour one at college, meeting him like at two o'clock in the afternoon like yeah. my uncle left because he dropped me off and then his dad left and yeah. he's like, let's get fucking ripped. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Because even when I lived on my own, like getting drunk, I wasn't an alcoholic at that point. Getting drunk was like something we did like once a week maybe. Yeah. But this is like a Tuesday mm-hmm. and we have class tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, let's get fucked and up. And then you just realize you can do that. Nobody's going to stop you. And me. you
1: just do it. Yes. Yeah, so. And then you do it a lot. Is that what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you got there. where well, you like lived. I lived, off-, I lived uh, off campus in a suite in a Marriott. Uh, what? Yeah. There was- my mom works for the Marriott, so I got, like, a good deal. Yeah. Well, she got a good deal. She, like, paid for it. And then, so, I lived in a... It sounds more luxurious. It was kind of just, it a does. like, a one-room... Like they called it a suite, but it really wasn't, honestly, because it was Towson, Maryland. Yeah, and so uh, they overbook people, and then they're just like, "Deal with it." Like, you can come to our college, but you got to find living. <laughs> so wait,
0: s- they overbook
1: people for the living arrangements? Yeah, which is annoying. And then just fortunately, even legal? I don't know. I don't think it is. And then fortunately, is it a public school? I don't know what the um, that means. Okay, I know like public probably the opposite would be well, private. Yeah, but I don't so, know like, the answer. To NYU
0: that. is a private university, so oh, they okay. can kind of do what they want and get away with it because gotcha. it's private. Like Florida State is a public state school, so the state runs it. So like if well, you it have,
1: used to be Towson State and then it okay. became Towson University, so maybe it is. is that answer. I just I just don't understand how a school
0: could like tell people you have a place to live and then and not then like two weeks before you're supposed to show
1: up, you're like, just oh, say, we overbooked. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, it was kind of fucked. But fortunately, like, it just kind of worked out. Oh, yeah, your mom had the hookup. Yeah. And my mom's awesome. She just, like, drove down, like, that day she found out and then went to the Marriott and was like, listen, you're going to give my son a place to stay at a good rate that I can afford because <laughs> I've worked for this company for 20 years. So And they did? And they did. That's awesome. Yeah. So did you uh – uh would you party on campus with your friends, or would you party at the no, hotel? No, they would come to the hotel. Fuck yeah, they would. Yeah, hotel I parties did, every night. I baby. threw hotel parties. I tried to keep it like at a limit. Yeah, because security would show up. Yeah, and they obviously. would knock on my door. And one time they knock on my door, they were like, "You're having a party," and I was like, "No, I'm not." And then that when they were like, "You're having a party," I can see it, and I was like, "No, <laughs> we can see the nope. people." And they There's just smoke coming and out. And they the were room. literally just like, "We can smell smoke in the the hallway," and I was like, "No, you nope." <laughs> They're Like your eyes are very red, and I was like, Nope, nope. And then they go, Just keep it down and close the door. They're just like, This my, person's making like minimum wage. He yeah, didn't they don't give, give a shit. He didn't give a shit. They, um, like, shut up, you fucking. My, I have an international
0: law professor, my favorite professor of all time. He would always say, Deny, 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 then counter accuse. Yep, yep. <laughs> you're smoking. I'm not smoking. You not, must be smoking. You,
1: are you high? Are you're high. You're, you're high. high. you're high as a kite. <laughs>
0: So how long did the Marriott thing go on? Is this too late to ask to go to the bathroom? Uh, we have one minute and thirty seconds. I figured that was going to happen. Yeah. When did? The, how long did the Marriott thing go on for?
1: Um, a semester. Okay. And yeah, then you went and on then on I campus? and then I was able to get on campus. Okay. Yeah. And when and you there, got on campus, did it get better or worse as far as the party? There's some stories there. It it got it just got worse. Yeah. For like a while until I got tired of it my senior year. Okay. Yeah. We didn't get to a lot of this. There's like – I don't know. There's a bunch of drunken stories. Well, The now, problem with drunken stories is my friends have to like remind me what yeah. happened. Oh, trust me. I'm you very know? aware of – yeah. Because I, I don't like I have stole a as car many one good stories as I just blacked remember. out. Really. Yeah. I stole okay. a car
0: one time and did not remember until someone was knocking on the window yeah. because it ran out of gas. And I like tried to pass out in the back seat. Oh, wow. And a cop knocked on the window. Luckily, it was someone I played high school football with. There you go. And he was like, Tassif? And I was like, shorts? He's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing out here? I go, the car ran out of gas. He goes, you're hammered. Yeah. Did you drive this? And I was like, no. Yeah. He's like, get in the fucking car. Damn. And he just took me back to my house.
1: I got I got pulled over drinking while driving and somehow got out of it. I don't even know how. Like you were, You were drunk, but you were drinking while you were driving? I, I wasn't drunk yet. Yeah. But it was my second so or third beer there. at 17. And you had just started and drinking And I was drinking while before. driving. I literally had a beer in the cup holder. And I moved it from the front cup holder to the back <laughs> cup holder. That was all I did. And there was a 30 in the back seat with my buddy Ryan. <laughs> oh, God. And it gets worse. I technically wasn't drinking while driving because my buddy Ronnie was steering while I was in the driver's seat oh talking my to my buddy in the back seat to freak him out. And then a cop pulls us over. And somehow he lets us off with, with, a a, with a warning. I don't even know how. I think I know how. I think it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love how we did it on the side yeah, yeah, yeah. of the camera. Oh, okay. I'll white privilege. On the side. I don't That's care. we're talking yeah. about. Um, I dude, mean, I'm admitting it. I didn't realize it at the time. I, at the time, I was like, I'm a smooth talker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no, you're in Jersey. They're like, yeah, hey, he's white. Let him yeah, go. whatever. Uh, we got to get you back on. Yeah, you have I a lot would love of, to. I had a lot of fun. Man. A ton of stories. And yeah. uh, now we know what time works best for you. So we'll we'll make something happen in the next That's month great. or so.
1: Maybe we can actually get to one of the stories Get next a part time. two.
0: Yeah. Uh, plug everything one more time. Your social media with all those followers. Um,
1: Chris Patwell Comedy on Instagram. Please follow me. I need the help. And uh, yeah, Grizzly Pear Midtown. I run a mic at 5 p.m. on Thursdays. Come out and just come to the Grizzly Pear downtown yeah. location every night of the week. I'm there like two or three times a week. So come out to that. It's fun.
0: Perfect. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening at com. Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. Check out the one-man show, also titled Ex-Drinking Buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for having me. Beautiful.